I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and today's episode is a really good one. It talks about everything from college to working for corporate America to leaving corporate America and starting your own company and everything in between. I have Natalie Barbu on, which is super exciting. I used to work for Natalie. I was her social media manager for her podcast, The Real Real, which you should all check out. If you like Morning Ray, you would love The Real Real. But before Natalie comes on, let's just get into our segment. So my weekly intention is to drink more water. I have been sucking at drinking water. I think maybe I drink maybe at least like at most one of my hydro flasks, which is like just under a liter per day. And I was drinking four liters at one point. I really want to try and drink at least two hydro flasks a day. I've been sucking. I don't know what it is since I've moved into my apartment. I've just been sucking. I suck at drinking water and I can feel a difference, um, not only in how hydrated I feel, But also, like, when I don't drink enough water, I feel like I have so much more sugar cravings, and that's totally okay, but it's really frustrating having it all the time. So I really just want to get back into drinking water, feel good. It benefits the skin. It benefits hydration. It benefits digestion, all the good things. So my weekly intention is 
to drink more water and to drink two liters of water a day. And I encourage you to jump on this bandwagon because if you aren't already, you need to drink more water. Aim for two liters a day or eight glasses, whichever is easier for you to remember. And that leads me into my tip of the week. And my tip of the week is I'm I'm going to do this one too. I'm going to download an app that reminds me and sends reminders to drink more water every hour and then I can track it on there. So the tip of the week is to download apps that help keep you accountable or find ways to keep you accountable, whether it be through an app that's sending you notification reminders or it be through a habit tracker. I know my friend Ariste has a habit tracker on her website, which you can access through her Instagram, her.healthful. So highly recommend that. She also has a podcast, lots of cross promos here. We support our friends over here at Lanny Be Fit Morning Ray podcast. Um, But anyways, so the tip of the week is to find a way to help hold yourself accountable for whatever goal you are trying to achieve. So if you are striving to drink more water like myself, use a habit tracker, an app, whatever it may be maybe grab an accountability partner. Maybe I'm going to ask Leanne, my roommate, to help me drink more water. Or maybe I'm going to ask Corey to remind me because she's pretty good at her game of drinking water. So drink more water and find a way to keep yourself accountable. Now into my current faves. I'm going to be honest. I did not write anything down for this little intro. Normally I have some notes in front of me. I have nothing. I just have Zencaster, my recorder in front of me. So we are recording this on Friday, August 27th. I'm going to tell you my current faves that first come to mind. I'm absolutely obsessed with getting coffee from little coffee shops in Toronto. My wallet is not obsessed, but I am obsessed and we keep doing it. I actually got an ice dirty chai latte made with almond milk from this new coffee place. It's called Deneen. I think that's how you pronounce it in Toronto. I highly recommend. I was recommended it by my friend Tori. Tori, if you're listening to this, hello, hello. Um, ice dirty chai lattes brings me back to like Kenzie Elizabeth. I feel like she really loves those ice dirty chai lattes. Um, super good. If you don't know what an ice dirty chai is, it's essentially a chai latte, which is tea. It's a tea latte with a shot of espresso in it. So good. So delicious. It is sweeter for sure, but oh my God, it is heavenly. I only like them iced though. Not a huge fan of a hot ice dirty chai latte, um, but super good, super delicious. It is a nice summer treat because man, oh man, has it been so hot here in Toronto. And when I say hot, it's also been so humid. It's been like in the 30s and Celsius. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, probably close to like 100 or something. It's been like 30 degrees feels like 37 to 42 degrees every single day for the past two weeks. And I love the heat and I'm savoring the heat and I'm soaking it in and I'm really trying to embrace it because I do not want winter. Winter is coming. The fall drinks are out at Starbucks. It is not okay. But the humidity is just not my best friend. My hair doesn't like the humidity. It goes curly when I style it most of the time. I feel sticky. I have to shower like two to three times a day and I'm paying for that hydro bill. Adulting. Hashtag adulting. Um, so the heat is really not my friend, but we are loving it. And ice dirty chai, I've gone on a whole rant here, is perfect for those hot summer days. Super nice. Um, What's another current fave? Let's think of a current fave. I'm obsessed with bio raw salads, prepackaged, good for you salads. Awesome, easy on the go, easy to just grab, easy to make and take when you're working. 
love BioRaw. It's my friend Oren's company. Really love it. Um, just a nice salad. I know it's not super cost effective, but it just makes life easy. So easy. Um, what other favorites do I have? I feel like I have more. Oh, I'm super into – I feel like I've already had this as a current fave, but if you haven't jumped on this trend already, this nail art trend, I really like the French tips with colored tips, like instead of white, doing like blue or pink or purple or whatever maybe. Super, super into that. I've been normally doing almond shape, but I did coffin. I go back and forth between like coffin and almond, but I did coffin with blue tips and – I'm actually obsessed. So highly, highly recommend that you jump on that trend. A lot of people ask me what I ask for when I get my nails done. I always book a shellac manicure because I do spread out my appointments. So by the time I need my nails done, I need a manicure. So I get a shellac manicure. I do not have extensions. I do not have tips. I do not do biogel only when my nail breaks and it's only one of my nails. That's the only time I do biogel. But I just do shellac manicure, shellac on my natural nails. And then for shape, I usually get almond or coffin. I used to do square or like square with round edges. I just find it's too wide on my fingers. I prefer the look of the coffin. It elongates, same with the almond. And I like to keep them a bit longer. I'll sometimes get them cut depending on the length between length of time between appointments. But normally I'll cut off half the length and then have them shape them because that's how much they've grown and I wear contacts and I have to be able to take my contacts out. So that's what I asked for, shellac, manicure, coffin or almond shape and it's just my natural nails. I normally stick with CND shellac or OPI shellac. Those are the brands that I find last the longest. I prefer not to go for those no-name brands or like those random brands that nail salons have. Um, my go-to color, if I'm just doing like a solid color, is Let's Be Friends by OPI or something of that sort. I also like Winter Glow. Um, on my toes, I just do a regular pedicure. I don't do shellac on my toes, never have, probably never will. I like to do a long wear polish instead. I'll do like Vinylux, which is like the two-week two polish by CND. Or I'll do, I think it's called like Ultra Shine or whatever it is by OPI. It's like their equivalent. And I normally do like a white color or a very like chalky pink color. So like the Let's Be Friends or just white. Um, I normally go for a white by CND. I believe it's called, I don't remember, Alpine Snow, I want to say. Something of that sort. But that is my nail order. Oh, I also just got a haircut. So that is a current fave. I love the feeling of a fresh cut. I love how my ends feel nice and thick and it's like a blunt cut. I love it. My hair feels so healthy. We'll see how that lasts. Little inquiry for you guys. If you have curly hair, have you gotten keratin? Have you gotten a keratin Botox treatment? I don't know if it's just like what the salon calls it, but it's the one that doesn't take away your curl. It just helps with frizz. Have you gotten it? Is it worth it? If you have, let me know in my DMs at LannyBFit on Instagram. I'm really curious. I'm really intrigued. Second inquiry. My Revlon always turns my smoke alarm off. Um, so... I think that's the reason why I got so much breakage. I used to only put on the low setting, but I realized how much better it blow dries my hair when I put on the high setting. However, it is literally frying my hair. So I refuse to use my Revlon now after it has burned my hair and 
made me cut all of it off. So do you have any recommendations on what to use instead? Maybe I will teach myself how to use a round dryer brush situation and like my blow dryer, but I don't know if I can really coordinate the two things at once. I'm not that coordinated when it comes to hair. Um, That's why I like the Revlon because it was like two in one. So do you have any recommendations for an alternative that is affordable? I really want the Dyson Airwrap, but it is expensive. We are trying to be a bit more money aware, conscious, I guess. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to drop like $700 on a hair dryer, a hair, a blow dryer. So let me know if your Revlon kills your hair, fries your hair. I know so many people love it, but mine literally is setting the smoke detector off. So, and it's done it like three times, which, and I cleared the hair off of it. I know it's not that, so I'm really not sure. But if you have any recommendations for something to use instead of the Revlon, I love how it gives me the volume. I love how it gives me like the blown out look. Or if you have a hack for doing it with like the traditional way with a blow dryer brush and the blow dryer, let me know. But instead of continuing to ramble on for you guys, I'm going to bring Natalie onto the pod. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know in the DMs on my Instagram at LannyBFit who else you want to see on the pod or here on the pod. Or if there are any topics or episodes that you are looking for, let me know. I want to give you guys what you want to hear. So definitely let me know. You guys are always amazing and I hope you enjoy Natalie. Hi guys. So I'm here with Natalie Barbu. Welcome to Morning Ray. Hi, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I'm so excited to have you. So for those who don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your Zodiac sign? Oh, okay. So I am a content creator. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast. I'm also the co-founder of Rella, which is going to be a new like all-in-one influencer marketing app, um, which I'm super excited for. It's like the first time I've ever done anything this, I guess... I don't want to say advanced. I don't know how to say it. Like we're, we're like raising money. It's a tech app. You know, it's definitely out of my comfort zone, but I'm super excited for it. Um, and I currently live in Miami, but I'm from North Carolina and I am an Aries, which I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm like a double Aries and then one other thing. Like I don't, I don't know every, all the signs, <laughs> but I, I know I'm a double Aries. So it definitely I have a lot of like Aries energy, like a lot of the fire, fire energy that I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a Leo and I find that I keep finding like Aries are in my circle. I think like we're very compatible. So that makes sense, like why we work together and everything. Exactly. Yeah. No, I feel like whenever (laughs) I read the description of like what an Aries is, I'm like, wow, this is literally me. Like I (laughs) like it's so (laughs) me. Yeah. I feel like with Zodiacs, like it's so broad that you can kind of draw those generalizations to yourself, but I'm so here for it. Like I'm such a Leo and I love it and I'm always reading Leo things. I'm like, that is me in a nutshell. Yes. Okay. So I feel like people that are super into like Zodiac signs have like CoStar, like whatever app, you know, is out there. I have Snapchat where I click (laughs) It like gives me my little sign on there. So my sun is in Aries, my moon is in Aries, and then my rising is in Taurus. So that's my triple triple sign, I guess. Your big three, I think, is what they call it. Yeah, I use Snapchat sometimes. If I'm talking to a guy and like we add each other on Snapchat, I check to see. It tells you if you're compatible. (laughs) 
does it really? I did not know that it does that. That's yes. so funny. That like is if so you go funny. onto like someone's profile and you scroll to the bottom, like there's all these little um, badges, I guess you could say, and it will tell you like if you're compatible and then it will like give you a little dis- – if you tap on it, it will tell you like why you're compatible. That's so funny. I did not know that. I'm like, hmm, let me <laughs> – that's really funny I did not know that it's so I just don't understand why like Snapchat went ahead to this like zodiac sign set like I'm like this is so like off brand I feel like like I'm kind of confused why they do that but it works it's so random but I love it I look at it too I guess a lot of people look at it maybe because the younger generations are like what's your snap but then they're also super into astrology I don't know <laughs> yeah I have no clue I thought it was so random when they came out with that feature but I was like all right whatever <laughs> I'll take advantage so you started everything on YouTube back in the day how and when did you get started on YouTube and did you expect it to take to take you to where you are today yeah so I started on YouTube in 2011 so literally so long ago. It's been 10 years that I've been on YouTube, which is so insane. Um, it's essentially been like half my life. I like can't imagine. I mean, not half my life, but I'm 25. So 10 years of my life, it's been it's been a while. Um, but no, I never expected it to, to be like a full-time job. I mean, when I started, like you couldn't even make money off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it, that wasn't even a thought. Like for me, it was really just like, I'm bored. I'm watching these girls like put on makeup in their room. Like I feel like I can do that too. So I just started and I started filming on like my MacBook camera. Like <laughs> I edited, I think I started filming on like photo booth. Like that was where my first like video was filmed on, edited on iMovie and like just uploaded it the an hour later, you know, like it was very quick mm-hmm. and like I didn't think much I I was never thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to become famous from this. Like I just never thought that. I remember I had, um, I hit 100 subscribers, I think like a month after I posted my first video and I posted a video, a giveaway. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. Thank you so much for a hundred subscribers. Like not a thousand, (laughs) not a hundred thousand, like just 100. But like back then it was just so different you know like Instagram wasn't even a thing back back then like no one was on Instagram I don't even know if Instagram was out yet but you know so th- this was the first time I had like random people talking to me on the internet you know like mm-hmm. it was like you I didn't even know what like followers were like subscribers were but I just was like oh my god this is so cool so no I never thought that it would be like a big thing at all I started realizing it would be big probably once I was in college I started seeing people like make money off of it and people were moving to LA, like doing YouTube full time. So I was like, all right, there's definitely money in this. Like, let me see, like, if I could maybe make this into a business. So then I started being more consistent. I started trying to work with more brands. But yeah, it wasn't until like college that I was like, okay, let me, let me actually like take this seriously. When did you start making money from um, YouTube? Um, college, definitely, I would say, uh, I didn't, I got my first, like, I got my manager when I was a junior in college. And before then, I was making, like, very little money. Like, I was making a few, like, $100 here and there. And that was it. Like, I maybe made, like, I don't know, like, $500 in one year. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, (laughs) like, like, big. And then once I started growing more and like once I had my manager I realized that they're actually like I could be making more money in this like I remember charging for a brand deal like 
$300 for this one brand deal, a whole like dedicated YouTube video. I was like, okay, $300. Mm-hmm. And then when I had my manager, I, I did like this, I worked at that brand again, like only like three months later. And she was able to give it to me for like a thousand dollars. You know, I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God, like 300, I was saying 300, getting paid $300 and I could have made like a thousand. Like I just had no idea how much you could make on social media. Do you feel like having a manager really opened your eyes up to how much like your platform and your content was actually worth? Oh yeah, totally. Because I mean, for me, I was doing it for fun for so long and I was just like posting here and there. Like it wasn't anything serious. Like I really was just like posting because I wanted to and because I liked like interacting with my subscribers and like I was bored and I wanted to post and I wanted to have like these memories. I never thought that like I could actually get paid off of it. Like that was never a thought that crossed my mind. And then once I did like start having more brands approach me and then especially once I had a manager is when I realized like, all right, there's money in this. Like there's definitely like influencers are kind of like that next thing, you know, like I I started Mm -hmm. seeing like that was going to be the next thing that kind of blows up. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened with my Instagram. Like I knew that people we're making money somehow. I didn't know to the extent of how much I started in first year of university. So it was like before like the whole wave of like influencers before it was more like so bloggers or YouTubers um, started. So like I just went into it for fun. And then I started hearing all these things like, oh, you can charge this for this and you can make actually good money. And there's people that have left their jobs like Nitsan Raider. I don't know if you know her. She's my friend's sister. I remember when she left her um, corporate job and was doing blogging full time. I was like, wow, like you can actually sustain like yourself financially by just doing that. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt like whenever I got into college, the people I grew up on was like Claudia Saluski, mm-hmm. Aspen Ovard, um, Bethany Moda, like Juicy Star 07, like all of those girls. That's Those were who I watched. And I remember – like Claudia and Aspen moving to LA together and yes. like going oh my to college. God. <laughs> like I just remember that so vividly. And I was like, wait, how can they afford moving to LA, not going to college, like not having another job besides social media? It, it just started clicking. I was like, okay, like they're definitely making making a lot of money on this if they can do that. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember when they moved in together into like an apartment and then Aspen left, I want to say like a month later because she had too much like culture shock from living in like Utah. I still like wonder to this day. I'm like, I wonder what really happened there. Like, like, do they like each other? Are they still friends? Like I always, (laughs) I'm like, I feel like like they're not. (laughs) I know. I I don't think so. I don't think they are, but I've always been like, hmm, I wonder what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So you went to college for industrial engineering. What led you to choose that as your major and your degree? I'm so intrigued. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I always knew I wanted to start my own business. That was always kind of like a dream of mine. I kind of knew that I wanted to like do something on my own, but I never thought I could do it quickly. Like, I thought like, okay, I'd have to work like five years at a corporate job or 10 years at a corporate job, then like... I'll figure out like what I want to do. But Mm -hmm. whenever I was like deciding where to go to school or like what to study, I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know like what's going to lead me to that. Like I didn't want to study business because I thought that was like super broad. Um, And I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to study it. And then when I was 
looking at like fa- I was looking at fashion and like textiles and you know more like a creative route my parents were kind of like mm, no like you're not gonna <laughs> study fashion like we're not paying for you to go to school like if you study fashion which there's nothing wrong with studying fashion or like being a fashion major it's just I have like immigrant parents who it's very like same you go to school <laughs> yeah it's like you go to school you get a good job like it's just that mentality and so yeah I was like, okay, well, I'm good at math. I like math. Like my both my parents were industrial engineers. I know that it's like being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Broad, but like still looks really good. Like you don't have to go to grad school or anything like that. And it's like, you can get a good job, you can get a high paying job. And so I was like, okay, I'll just do industrial engineering. And then, you know, I it's kind of like the business engineering, but it's just like, I don't know. I thought it like sounded better than business. So that's, and again, like this is no shade to anyone that studied business, marketing, fashion. I would have loved to do that. It's just like, I didn't really have that choice when I was like deciding where to go to school. So that's kind of why I studied industrial. Cause I was like, I want to do something with business, but I don't want to do business. I want to have like my own company when I'm older, but I'm good at math right now. My parents are wanting me to do like an engineering or science related degree. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll just do industrial engineering. So that was kind of my thought process. It wasn't like a, a passion of mine or anything like that. Were there ever any moments in college that you're like, I should just like quit this and just do YouTube because you said your YouTube started to pick up in college and you started to make money. Was there any at any point did you be like, I just want to drop everything and go to LA and like pull that YouTube stunt? I would. So I never wanted to like drop out because in college I was never making enough money to like do it full time. So I'll be like totally transparent. My senior year I was making, I remember I made $30,000 my senior year of college. 30000 as a college student is nice, but, like, to live off of, I would not be able to live off of $30,000 a year. Like, that just, like, would not happen. So that's why I did apply to jobs, and I wanted to get, like, a job so that I could, you know, kind of have this money as, like, extra income. But I never thought mm-hmm. – like, even in college, I was like, I still don't think I'll ever be able to do this full time. Like, my growth has been so slow and steady. Like, I never blew up. Like, it was never a – oh my God, I'm blowing up and I'm making so much money now. Like it really was such a gradual growth and it is exponential. So like your growth does like the more 
I guess like, yeah, I was making 30,000 my senior year, but then the next year I was making like way more than that. So mm-hmm. it's, it was an exponential growth, but like, I never thought in college that I could like quit and just do it full time. So I always wanted to, but I just never thought that that was in my plan. I thought like maybe like two, three, four years down the line, like maybe I could do it. But yeah, I was just always like, okay, like I'm, I'm content with where I'm at. Like I'll continue doing it and continue growing. But like, I never thought that it would be like quick or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like I'm very much one in the same right now. Like, yes, I go through periods where like my Instagram like gets a spike in growth and followers, but in terms of like income and everything else, like it's been very steady. Like I've been doing this, I think for almost four years now, which is crazy. Um, but it's been very steady. I haven't like blown up overnight and it's nice to kind of have this extra income on top of the income that I make from my job. It's like, so my job like covers my expenses and then like the money that I make from like social media and brand deals and everything covers like the fun stuff and allows me to live like a bit more luxuriously. Um, Mm -hmm. So you got a job after college and what was that like? What was that whole process like recruitment, working a nine to five? How was that experience for you? Yeah. So I was lucky. I got my job. I remember September of my senior year. So it was like the first month of my senior year. So I was able to kind of like chill out the remainder of my senior year, I would say. Um, But I wanted to work in a consulting job because I didn't want to do like, I don't know, I wanted to kind of dip my head dip my toes into like a bunch of different industries because I really Mm -hmm. didn't know what I wanted to do so that's kind of why I looked into consulting and I feel like consulting is a good like stepping stone like it looks great on your resume and you can kind of go other places from there so I was like super super involved in like networking at my school my senior year when it was time to get jobs like all the remainder three years I was not involved at all but then like once it came to like applying (laughs) to jobs I was like all right I want to get this job like as quick as possible so I don't have to worry about it like the rest of the year. So I went to like the career fair and I talked to Accenture, which is like the company that I ended up working for. And then I went to like another networking event that they had on school. And then I went to another networking event and I would like follow up with the recruiter. Like I was just very persistent. And so Mm -hmm. whenever I got the interview, I like made sure to like really prepare and like for consulting jobs, you have to do like a case study. So they'll ask you like one of, I don't know if you know what a case study is, but they just ask you like Mm -hmm. a, kind of complex question they want to see the way you think so I like practiced a lot for that and then once I got the job I was just like so happy and I was able to kind of like relax and like not worry my senior year but I just wanted to do consulting because I thought that it was going to be broad and I could like do whatever I wanted after that Um, and then whenever I started I just realized it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do like it really depends on like the projects you're placed on and like your team and all of this stuff and like I just wasn't happy. And by that point I was making more money on YouTube as well. So I was like, okay, like how long do I have to stick to this? You know? So I really just worked so hard on my YouTube channel whenever I did get the job or whenever I did start working, because I realized that like I was not happy at the job that I had. So I was like, let me put like all my energy into social media to see like what can come out of it because I just knew that what I was doing right now was like not what I wanted to do later on like I was like this is just not it like I'm not happy here I I don't I would see like people above me at at my job and I was like that's not what I want you know like I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to like climb this ladder because like that's not what I even want to do so I just kind of had like a not like a crisis, but I was like, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me just like put all, 
put all my energy into social and see like what can come out of it. Did you have any work experience leading up to getting this job? Like, did you do internships throughout university? I had one internship during college and it was like a supply chain type of internship, which I also like really did not like. Um, But I would say in my interview, we talked about like my YouTube channel the entire time. Like, I think that was what really like set me apart from other people is because I would talk about like negotiations, working with brands, being on social, like all of that. And like, that was the main part of all of my interviews that I did. It's funny how like your side hustle can help you get like your like main job um, just based on the skills and the tool set that you learn from doing that. I mean, that's how I've gotten all my jobs. I don't even think my degree has really helped me at all. Yeah, I know. It's it's I don't use my degree like at all, like at all. But I am like <laughs> thankful for it. But I literally do not use it at all. How do your parents feel that you've kind of left like corporate America and gone off on your own? They're actually very, very supportive with it. So like my parents always wanted me to like start my own business too. They just thought like, okay, like you can work at a job for a little bit, gain experience and go off and do your own thing. Uh, But when they saw like what I'm doing on social and stuff, they're like super happy that I'm able to do it. So for them, it's always just like, as long as you're doing something and it's working and it's, you know, like, I don't care what you're doing, but as long as it's like working for you and in their mind, like doing an engineering degree was kind of like a surefire way to like, make sure that you'll be fine after college and not like struggling to find a job and like whatever. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm doing social media, I'm doing YouTube and stuff, they're like super supportive and, and proud of that. Do they understand how like brand deals and everything work in terms of your social media stuff? Because I feel like my parents kind of understand it and they're very supportive, but sometimes they think, oh, you're now you hit like the next like 10K followers. Does that mean like you can charge more? I'm like, it doesn't exactly work like that. (laughs) Yeah, they understand to an extent, obviously, like what I tell them, but like they're not that involved in it either. So like they, you know, it's like they understand how you charge and like how it works but like they're not that involved either where they're like wait so like does this mean like what are you making on this this or this you know it's like they're just like happy that I'm I'm doing it and I'm you know doing fine but they're not that in the weeds I guess okay so you have bloom social and you have Rella yeah we bloom sorry Mm -hmm. we bloom and Rella tell me a little bit about both of them and how they came to be yeah, so they're pretty much like merged into one. I'm gonna say right now because I there WeBloom started as like a influencer marketing agency. I would help influencer marketing campaigns and like sourcing influencers and like helping brands like connect with influencers in a better way. And then Rella came out of when I was doing WeBloom. I was like, oh my god, there needs to be like better softwares for this. There needs to be better tools for this. So that's kind of how I came up with the idea of Rella was while I was doing WeBloom. So Rella and WeBloom now are essentially like merged into one. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Rella, it's going to be like an all-in-one social media management tool for influencers where influencers can manage all their platforms in one place. They can like plan out all their content and organize all their content in one place, but then also be able to monetize by like connecting with brands. So Brands will be able to sign up and brands will be able to like source through influencers, find influencers, connect with influencers, and influencers will also have that same ability to like connect and find brands that they want to work with. And it's more than just like 
brand campaigns. That's really about like building relationships between these brands and influencers. Cause I mean, you know, you work in social media and like you work on both sides of things. Like mm-hmm. brands want to like connect with influencers more than just like, can you do an Instagram post and that's it. And like, I feel like that always ends up, you end up like f- performing better whenever you do a brand campaign when like the influencer and the brand already have a relationship. So mm-hmm. we're really making it about like relationships with these influencers and brands not just like a job posting if that makes sense like there'll be obviously campaigns as well on there but it's going to be really like everything you need for a brand and influencer to connect and on the influencer side it's going to be like you're going to be able to manage and monetize all in one place so instead of having like a million apps that you have to like run your social media business like this will be the only one you need (laughs) I think I use like a million different things right now between working at Green Fresh and then my own stuff. Like we use Sprout Social and Mighty Scout and then I'm using Plan and then I'm using Canva and just like and then Gmail and like Sheets. Like it's like all over the place and Mondays and it's a lot. Right, right. Exactly. And there's like we want to make this like the all-in-one management tool for social media and like optimized for social media. That's awesome. What has the design process been like of like making this platform? Yeah. So we actually have two designers that we're working with and they are incredible. They design the entire app like so they're the ones that are designing every single screen every single button the branding for it and they're doing such a good job so it definitely takes a long time though because like you have this idea in your head and then bringing it to life and actually seeing like oh we need a screen for this you need a screen for that we need this like it it takes so long and like understanding how they all get connected and like all the functionality behind it so that's in taking such a long time and so much longer than you think. But I would say that having a team of designers has been super, super helpful. And like we have like three times a week um, meetings with them to like make sure that we're all on the same page and like seeing their designs. And it's been it's been fun doing it. It's definitely been like my favorite part is like seeing it come to life and like seeing mm-hmm. the designs. What's been what has it been like pitching to investors and like securing that financial capital? Because I've always been so intrigued. Like I see – like I'm friends with like a lot of um, people that own startups and like I hear about them going and like they're like, oh, I secured this much. But what's like the process like in getting contact with them, creating your pitch, all of that? It's intimidating. It's super (laughs) intimidating. I feel like for me, I had no idea what that world was like, like raising money before trying to raise money. So it's super, super – scary I would say like talking to investors and asking for money also I don't like asking for money like I'm like I don't like asking for help period so to be like we want your money like that's just like not (laughs) natural to me even though I know it's so normal but it's a lot about like making connections and like making connections before you ask them for something you know so like reaching out and just like chatting with them and like being able to kind of introduce yourself and then like hoping that they want to have a second conversation with you like that's been what I've been focused on the most is just like before I even ask you for money I just want to get to know you and like reach out to you and I'm not someone who is that like out there like I'm a very introverted person so for me Mm -hmm. to like have all these calls with people and like pitch my idea a million times is like very very mentally draining for me so it's been really honestly I'm not gonna lie it's been hard like it's been hard because you get so much pushback 99% of people 
are like, eh, like this isn't going to work, you know? So mm-hmm. you have to have a lot, a lot, a lot of confidence in what you're doing because they like, you will get so many rejections. Like it's literally a, a, a world full of rejections when you're raising money. It's so rare that a company will like pitch to people and like, everyone's like, Oh my God, I want you like that never happens. <laughs> so it's, it's been, you have to be so confident in what you're doing, I would say. And that's been also like hard to, to be okay with like that much rejection. Yeah. And I feel like it's all you need is like at least like one person to say yes. And then that can open doors and opportunities. Right. Right. So I'm thankful for, you know, the, the people that have invested already, but like the round is still not over. So we're still like reaching out and like raising money and, it's just like a full-time job also like you're trying to build your app but then you're also trying to raise money and like both of those things require all your energy so it's been hard balancing that kind of leads me into my next question I feel like you and I are both like balancing a million one different things it's like we're working like 10 jobs um how do you keep yourself organized with all your responsibilities hitting deadlines managing your finances etc like what are some maybe like three tips that you could give away to help someone who might be feeling a bit overwhelmed? Definitely get a calendar app. Like that's, if it's not on my Google calendar, I'm not remembering it. So like write everything down. One thing also that has helped me recently, I used to procrastinate a lot. I used to like push things back. Like I'll read an email and I'll be like, oh, I'll get to this later. Answering things like right away, like has helped me so much. Like I won't go to the next email until I've like completed this one, you know? So like doing things mm-hmm. v- like immediately rather than like pushing things off has helped me get so much more done because a lot of times I'm just like, uh, like, I don't want to do this right now. Like I'll just like mm-hmm. do it tomorrow or I'll answer their email the next day. But like just being very on top of it, like has helped me a lot in that sense, like not pushing things off. Um, and then also like having just like good systems in place like having a calendar having a project management tool if you write to-do list have that but like don't just keep things in your head like you have to get things out in a system and like having maybe like a way that you do things like every morning I'm going to check my email first thing then I'm going to do this then I'm going to do that you know like having habits in place rather than just randomly like picking and choosing what you're going to do every single day has helped me also like really making sure I have like a system of the way I do things like for us, we have a team. And so I I have three co-founders and like we make sure that we have like meetings ever like the same meeting every single week. And like mm-hmm. they're very organized, you know, rather than just like, oh, let, let's just like randomly pick up the phone and talk like having things in place. that's already like systematic, I guess, has helped me a lot. What is a project management tool? I know you've tried out a ton. Which one would you say is like your favorite? I have been loving ClickUp. ClickUp is definitely my favorite. That's the one I still use. My team uses it. It's just, I love ClickUp. And then I also use Slack, which I know it's not a project management tool, but Slack has been super helpful in like communicating with with a team if you do have people that you work with. Awesome. I feel like we need to get Slack. Right now we're just using like WhatsApp and we have, or no, not even, yeah, we have a WhatsApp and we just like, the conversations are all over the place. And I know in Slack, you can kind of make channels yeah, um, so that you could like say for like client A, client B, client C, and just only have the conversations about client A in the client A channel. Yeah. We were just texting before. Everything was just like through text message and it just got so disorganized. So having Slack has helped so much. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm a huge advocate for morning routines. What is your morning routine? Because I know my audience would love to hear. Yes, I love morning routines also. Um, so I wake up every morning at like 7.30, I would say, like 7.15, 7.30. I always want to do like, I want to wake up at 6 in the morning or 5 a.m. <laughs> I just like can't do it. Like I, I'm a morning person, but like I like waking up like when the sun is up. Like I it, I feel so groggy if I wake up when it's still dark outside. So that's why I like waking up at like 7.15, 7.30. Um, and then I work out right away. So like I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, put on workout clothes and go like straight to the gym before anything. Um, and then I'll go, I'll shower, I'll make my bed, I'll do all of that. And then I'll make myself a coffee. And I like to have a coffee before like jumping into work. Like I don't like immediately opening my laptop. Like I don't check my phone in the morning. I don't check my email. I don't go on my computer. I'll just kind of have like a chill, like coffee where I'm just like journaling or you know having just like me time so then I'll after that I'll after I finish my coffee I'll like finally start to like open my laptop like look at my calendar see what I have to do answer my emails so the first thing I do is always check my calendar and then I'll go to gmail and I'll like answer every single email that I have and then from there I'll be able to kind of like see what I have to do that day I love that. And to wrap things up, if you, someone was to take one piece of advice from this episode, what would it be? Ooh, um, I would say one, obviously just like have systems in place. I think that's like the best way to get organized and like to actually accomplish things. And I don't know if I touched on this in this episode, but I would say that you have to just do whatever you're like if you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to start a business, if you want to start a side hustle, just do it. Like, don't overthink it. That's like everything that I've done has been in that <laughs> order. Like, it's just been like, you just start and you learn along the way. Like when I started my YouTube, I posted a video or I filmed a video, posted it within an hour, just uploaded it. Like I didn't have any expectations. So just start. If like, even with like Rella, like it happened so quickly. I was like, I want to start this thing. I'm just going to reach out to someone who knows how to build an app, like talk to them. Like I just started and like along the way I've learned so much and I still don't know like anything. I feel like I'm still at like <laughs> step one, you know? So it's one of those things that's like people think that they have to be so prepared and mm -hmm. know everything before starting something. And it's like, that's just going to hold you back. Like to just start and you'll like figure it out as you go. That's what I always say. All my friends are like, no, I need to have it like perfect or like anyone right. who messages me. I'm like, no, like I didn't start anything by being perfect at it. You're never perfect. Even as an athlete, like if you're going to learn how to play a sport, you don't know how to kick a soccer ball or to do a pirouette as a dancer or anything. You start knowing nothing and you learn as you go. And if you just sit here and you try to like perfect like whatever you're supposed to know or whatever plan is supposed to happen, it's never going to happen. You're never going right. to feel ready. No, I love that. Like, that's always what I say to people. I'm like, you just have to start like, and also you can't compare your first piece of content to like someone's hundredth, you know, mm -hmm. that's just like, they also started out like probably with crappy quality and like not the best lighting and whatever. Like you just have to start or you're literally never going to learn. A hundred percent. And plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? Give us the whole rundown. Yeah. So you can find me at Natalie Barbu. Um, on Instagram, YouTube, you can just look up my name. Um, my podcast is The Real Real Podcast. And then you can sign up for Rella at RellaSocial.com. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Morning Ray, Natalie. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps support the pod. I love you guys so much, and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.